are you ready this morning for the word? There at the entrance, they gave you some things that we are praying for and stand in agreement with us. This is going to be a great year. Say a great year. It's going to be a greater year than all the previous years that you have experienced. And the prodigals are coming home. Say the prodigals are coming home. We are in 2024. This is the second last Sunday in January. Can you imagine? In 11 months time, we're going to have Christmas and New Year. Hallelujah. And uh, so... This is the year of life, light, momentum, and the prodigals are coming home. And I want to take you on the journey, a short journey this morning, because the end time move is a combination of the spirit and the word. If you have only word without spirit, listen people. What's going to happen to you? You're going to dry up. If you have spirit without the word, you're going to blow up. So what do I need? I need the spirit with the word to grow up. Somebody say, grow up. Now, now <laughs> tell the devil this again this morning. Say, devil, I have changed my mind. And that means you're not going to settle for less than God's very best. Hallelujah. You're not going to compromise. You're not going to toss in the towel. You're not going to give in. Come on, somebody. You're not going to quit. <laughs> My word, never. I had a dream a few weeks ago for somebody. And in that dream, I heard the Lord say, tell the person not to make a permanent choice for a temporary problem. That's why don't make a choice that can jeopardize your journey. And this is where Scripture helps us to understand certain things because God wants you, my word, to come in action. Say, come in action. The Word of God is a word of action action. <laughs> My word, it, it's, it's where God's going to reveal himself in your life as Jehovah Purism, the God of breakthrough. Say breakthrough. Oh, my word. <laughs> Who needs a breakthrough this morning? There's a lot of hands, a breakthrough. Say breakthrough again. Now, now, can I ask you to do something that's outside religion? Uh, if you need a breakthrough, just jump up and say, Breakthrough is mine. Say, Breakthrough is mine. Where you watch this morning, jump off from that bed, that chair, with that, ban ba I nearly said the banana anointing, with that pajamas anointing, with your false eyelashes hang from, jump up and say, Breakthrough is mine. Because God wants to reveal him, you may be seated like the God, because this is the year of momentum. And momentum is to come in action. A big bowler, if it wants to pick up momentum, you give it a push and it starts slow down the mountain. But as it keeps on picking up speed, momentum increase. And that's what God wants you to do. Things that was difficult in the past will be much easier 
in the now time that you are in if you believe in the God of the breakthrough. Now, now, if God, and we speak on first things first, the principle of first. Now, our, our nature, we have a natural resistance in us. Have you discovered that only we want to do what is easy, what is convenient, and what is quick. You go through McDonald's, give me a number two, uh, uh, bump it up to something big, and uh, boom, there you go. Microwave Christianity is what we want. But we need that character be formed in us, and that's the process. We love God's promises. We hate the process, and you've heard me speaking on process and promises. It's in the process that the end product is going to show us what it's going to be. If I sidestep the process, I messed up the end product. Help me, somebody. Now, now, here is the thing, because we rather do what is right or what is best. And life is all about choices. Have you discovered? It's a choice. Nobody forced you to come this morning. And I salute you for that because you made the choice. Other people are walking there in Bantry Bay and Bloberg. And you're going to see tonight they have sunburn. But you made the choice, even if it's so phenomenal hot. And I love the heat. Tell your neighbors, say, God, can you heat it up more? I see some say, <laughs> no, no, no. Life is about choices. And listen, family. What is the best for me? What does God want for me? That's more important than anything. Because most of our unhappiness in life is we were, listen, is that you listen to you instead to God. Help me somebody. This, this is the problem. We, we listen to ourselves instead listening to God. Now, now that's why uh, when you do that, you tell yourself stuff that isn't true. I always tell people when they date, first love the person before you love the body. Because muscles come and go, but brains remain. Doesn't help you have somebody that walks like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Jean-Claude Van Damme. And this is abusive and treat you like a dog while you have this. Life is not about you can have this and that. But if you only have this, that's why go midnight to the garage. You'll see the people line up the, the, and say, five bar, please. Shh. 
suck three bar out. That's why they have six packs, eight packs, a backpack, and some packs. But if you can start, stop listening to yourself and start listening to God and His Word and train your mind to pick up the signals of heaven. I hated this town for years. God gave in the 80s by His grace the whole of Namibia. It was Southwest Africa in the palm of my hand. Start at Karasburg, go right through, have signs, wonders, miracles, big campaigns, big services, break ground in traditional churches. And then I got a calling to the AFM church, the AGS, Amal Sam, in Mariental. So I took a team up there, and I remember the Mazda 323, that Tarzan car, 323. But not the, the aspect that the sedan ones came out. We bought a brand new one, a white one. Traveled to Mariental there on the other side of Kietman's whip. And I sat there with the vice chairman and they decide my package and all the benefits. And they paint me a picture. I was a fool to say no. Once a year, a brand new Mercedes Benz and everything paid for and a parsonage with antiques and you just bring your family and everything. They gave me even tea and cookies out of Royal Albert to impress me. I walk in the foyer of the church and I heard the voice of God. And I didn't hear it softly, I heard. This is how I heard it. What do you think you are doing? And I'm aware as God speaking to me, I'm in trouble. I said, yes, Lord, I realize. I sent a message. A musician was with me. I said, when I say amen, you start the car, crank up the car. I said, I don't want an offering from this church. I don't sleep in Mariental. We go straight to Vintuk, right from here. And that's still far drive. I said, because I'm in such trouble with God. Because what made me that decision, the AWB were persecuting and the Satan worshippers and the municipality, I mean the municipality, and uh, they gave me a time, a day of my life. They put sugar, not the municipality, the AWB. They cut the brake pipes, turned the wheel nuts, loose the driving shafts, put sugar in the petrol tank. My word, our life was miserable. I made that decision out of me. And sometimes you short circuit your life journey. By thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Now my mother was a staunch Pentecostal Afrikaans lady. And I don't want to give you her way of explaining why the grass is greener on the other side. Because she worked some language that's not in tongues either. And that day I realized we make decisions on based what's easy what's comfortable and not what's God's plan.
Now, if we know that God knows the end from the beginning, he knows how our story is going to end. Help me, church. Somebody say amen. Can you, I preach better than what you respond, so will you preach with me this morning? And that's why God said, I want to be first because if our, our natural, my word, resistance is that I only want what's convenient for me. And what's easy? Well, God said, if you can just follow my plan, did you know it cost a price to be beautiful? Ask the ladies. The husband stands up an hour later than them. They sat in front of the mirror. They put polyfiller on. And they have the vacuum cleaner to get their lips thick. And, and uh, you know, some people think it's Botox. And they, everything just to be beautiful. To be fit costs you something. Help me. I would love to have muscles like that. I went into the sauna and I came out and somebody said, man, you sweat. You were exercising very hard. I said, yes, that's what we call free sweat. But that doesn't change no nerve, no nothing on your body. Come on, somebody. It doesn't develop anything. It costs a price. And this is the the powerful thing. Now God comes and he gives us the eternal principle. How do I tap into that so that I can be everything God designed me to be? Help me. Because the picture we carry of ourselves is many times the picture of something else in life. The hurt, the pain, the disappointments, how we were brought up, how we were treated, how somebody rejects you. All the stuff, that's many times the picture we have about ourselves. Well, God said, I have a phenomenal picture for you. You are a king, a priest, a prophet. You are a champion. You are an overcomer. You are worthy, my word. I declared you worthy. I declared you set free from the curse of the law. You're mine. You're my property. I owe you. I want you to live up to that. Because when we understand that principle, it changed completely all the other things that the enemy tries to put upon you. And here is the thing. In his Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Because God comes and explains what is his. If they can maybe, uh, Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the next one. Sanctify, consecrate, set apart to me all the firstborns. The males or whatever, whatever is first to open the womb among the Israelites, both of men and of beasts, is mine. Go again. And Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage and bondmen, for by strength of the hand of the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Now that was the instruction. Old covenant without the blood of Jesus. King James said, God said, all the first is mine. He said, everything that's first 
is God. That's in the Bible. In, in other words, Afrikaans, this manner. And uh, set it apart for my purpose. Help me somebody. Now, now here in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, Jesus came out of the wilderness. Guess who's there? Satan. And he tries to challenge his identity in him. If you are the son of God, turn the stones into bread. Jesus doesn't need to prove he's the son of God because at the river Jordan, two things. John the Baptist saw him when nobody really recognized him. And listen what John the Baptist says. There is the Lamb of God that will take away the sins of the world. Jesus in the river Jordan. That's why we need to be baptized also. Two Thursday nights, they baptized 30 people <laughs> here at, at, at one of the houses here. Now, he said, listen, he said, this is my beloved son, identity, in whom I'm well pleased. So we have two things, purpose and identity. Satan tries to attack that identity. We think we're going to make it on our own. No, you can never make it on your own. You, number one, need God to put God first, and then you need people. Help me, somebody. And this is the, the, the most powerful thing that we need to discover here. God said, set it apart, Matthew 4, 4. And Jesus answered him, he said, man shall not live from bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What was the word out of the mouth of God? All first belong to me. Set it apart for my purpose. Help me somebody. And then in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Amplified translation. Classic translation. Jesus demonstrate by word. The God way of doing things. God's system. Because what he was, the style, the God style, was Jesus demonstrating Matthew 6, 33. And listen what he says there. Seek ye first. So the word first is very important. The kingdom of God. I cannot first seek my will, my way of doing, my old-fashioned way. No, no. First, but seek, aim at, and strive after. That in brackets means the seek. You will be tempted. The Satan will try to de redirect your course. Come on, you, you made a decision. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow God. And suddenly the enemy comes with a yellow carrot and try to redirect your life. He says, aim at and strive after first, first of all. First of all means, my word, it's the number one priority, first God. He says, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing. 
It's not what the Constitution say and what the church father said and what John G. Lake said, no, and what Paul Kruger said and what Irvard Allen Hendricks said and what Tutu said or Gustav said. No, 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 no. He says, first, God's way of doing. Help me. He says, and being right, do it and being right. Do it as God is doing it. Operate just as God is operating his word. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. God will give it to you. The principle is this morning, put God first. And this is so powerful because Jesus came in John chapter 12 and 49. He says, for I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. So in Exodus, God said, first is mine. Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, my word in John, I didn't come to speak my own words. I just tell what the Father said. So what did the Father say? Seek ye first the kingdom. Make God's kingdom the highest priority in your life. Not your job, not your inheritance, not your business, not your false teeth, not your whatever, my word, your comfort and your leisure and your car and your caravan and your motorboat and your Harley Davidson motorcycle. No, he said, put me first. When I am above all those things, I want you to have everything I paid for. Come on, somebody. 2023 is for changing us from being listeners and hearers to become doers of the word. It's the doing that's going to break through. The power is in the doing. Now let me land. It's the doers that will see the supernatural breakout and breakthrough happens in their life. Until you and I become a doer of the word. Listen, family. God is not obligated for us until we become doers to perform his word. He can only perform his word when we do his word. There's a lot of listeners and hearers, and we've been hearing millions of messages and TV and uh, CDs, if you still get CDs, and DVDs and all kinds of stuff. But that we become a doer of that word. John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus said, he said to those who, are, who believed, he said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. How am I recognized as a disciple of Jesus when I continually do his word? So what does it mean? The first always determines what happens to the rest. The first is the seed. The rest is the harvest. So we said God first and then family. No, no. 
It's God first and then God first in my family. God first in my business. God first in my finances. God first in my relationships. God first. Help me somebody. He said, and if I am not first, then every other thing slide into disposition and then you have, uh, my word, disorder in your life because God is not first. So it's the first thought in the morning, the first hour of the day, the first day of the week. It's God's. Sunday is God's day. That's why I need to, Scripture says, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. It's God's instruction. It's His Word. He said every word is spirit-breathed. No, the weather is quite nice today, and it's more windy, so I, you know, no, no. There's six other days. Do what you want to do. Monday is not the first day. According to the Hebrew calendar, Sunday is the first day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And now the amens are very poor this morning. And I can see a husband said, why did you drag me to the service? This is the wrong service. We should have come six o'clock when, when he doesn't say these things. No, no, this is important. Listen, people. The first month of the year, that's why we dedicate this whole January of getting people to come to put God first. How you make choices in January will affect your whole life. God said, I want to be first, period. I'm a jealous God. I'm not going to share you. I want to be first in everything of your life. And when he's first, I have a legal right to enter into and say, I apply the principle. Now I need the manifestation of the promise and the prophecy. Because you can never separate God from his word. His word is eternal. God must be first in my decisions. First in ministry. First in everything. Because whatever happens to the first governs the rest. Help me somebody. Now, who God is in your life. Listen. You cannot say God is first. And I love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. But my actions show completely the opposite. Show me how you spend your time and your money. And I can tell you if God is first or not. This is the year of the prodigals are coming home. They're coming. But the prodigals are watching you. There's an a, a exodus in the church world. There's, a, my word, a manifestation 
of the hearts of preachers and believers that are revealed right now. Do I live for myself or do I live for the kingdom's cause? God's kingdom first. And family, this is so powerful. Because first means foremost, listen, in time, in order, and in finances. This is so powerful because Matthew 6, that scripture we were reading, God said, I want you to break this morning the cycle of frustration, the cycle of being uncertain, the cycle of not being happy. Every cycle that the enemy creates, and he creates these cycles, he wants you as he did it with Jesus. If you are the son of God, turn. Satan will try to tempt you to come out of the principle of first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Then everything will be added. That scripture also says, don't worry. Turn to your neighbor, say, stop worrying. Say, stop worrying. Say, it's only God that can help you. Because people worry. And many people have a gift. If they don't worry, then they worry. Why don't they worry? And God doesn't want you to worry. He said, don't I give this and I take care. The heathen also desire that. Look at the lilies of the field. My word, Solomon, with all his wealth, wasn't even clothed like them. Because God said, how you tap into the supernatural, into the abundance, into the greatness of God, is by putting God first in decision in honor, come on somebody, in uh, first means foremost, the highest, in my everything I do, put God first. When I put God first, I am repositioned. I come in divine order. I walk out of chaos and I walk in divine order. Divine order means the accurate arrangement of things because God wants you to impact the world and change the history of nations. You're vitally important to God, our viewers, wherever you are. And God said, I have seven eternal principles. I want to love you so that you can love me back. And we call that worship. We don't raise our hands and jump like lunatics and run around and shout and say amen and hallelujah. Just because the Pentecostals and Charismatics are doing that. We say, God, we honor you more than the Ragabos God. Watch them there at the stadium. Watch them. Many people, the insurance claims when the last game was played is more because people kick their televisions in their glory. They lift themselves in, jump on the couches, and then and when they score or lose a thing, then they kick, and they damage many of their... Now, if we can do it for... And God wants you to enjoy stuff. 
how much more for God to come out of that thing. You can worship him by word. People dance for hours in the club. But when we come in God's presence, we look like we swallowed a broomstick. You're happy there. Look at a drunk person. He's so happy for that moment. But when we come in church, we look like religious, like the Pope. And we have no joy. No! You can have a greater joy. God said, the eternal purpose, I want to love you. But I want you to love me back. And how must I love him with all of my heart? All of my mind. You know, life hurts us. It can disappoint you. You go through stuff. A divorce, a rejection, death. Bad things happened. God said, I just want you to love me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to love you. When you're weak, you're actually strong. The biggest problem we have, we disconnect with God. Then we disconnect with people. And then we disconnect with ourselves. Our soul, mind, intellect, will, emotions, and our spirit man is not in unity. Your spirit man wants to lead you the way of God. Your mind wants to lead you the old natural comfort. What's Because sometimes we are afraid of the future. Dr. Skonkin prophesied here on Sunday night. And he said, we like Samson. The two pillars that the idol Dagon temple was said we need to pull that down for the breakthrough. The one is comfort. The other one is fear. But we have a song. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives all my fear is gone. Because I, he lives, I know, yes, I know, he holds my future. And he only holds my future when I move into his plan for my future. Then I'm secured. Second thing God said, I want you to be part of the family. I never called you to be an orphan or a slave or to call you to be a prodigal. The prodigals must come. People that left this ministry, you'll see they'll come back. They'll come back. Prodigals are coming. It's amazing how we were in this building for years, out of this building three years, back in this building. We bought this building. Of course, the prophetic word over this building, this will be the capital of miracles, where miracles is going to happen. You'll see the dead raise, the blind see, cancers heal, supernatural stuff is going to happen. And we've seen that happen in this. He said, I want you to be part of my family. He's the head. We're the body. He never called you to be an island and to make it on your own. No. What stands with you? And I have a phenomenal family. My children 
and their six grandchildren because Kayla's married and we've got six children. Uh, it's the children that's married. Phenomenal family. But your spiritual family will stick with you like never before. You need each other. You need each other. We need each other. Bible says you're either the hand or the the nose or the eye or the ear of the family. Now, wherever I fit in, maybe I'm the colon or the small toe in the shoe. I don't know. But as long as I'm part of the family, that's important. Third thing, God said, I want you to become Christ-like. I want you to be Christ-like. That's why I made you to become my disciple. If you keep doing my word, the seven eternal principles, you will be my disciple. What's a disciple? Disciple is a learner. Somebody that learns to become. In the Satan worshipers, they first ask three hours a day, then six, then 18, or 12, and then 18, and then 24. And they do it. Christians say, no, you must be balanced. If we have to give just 10% of a day, that means two hours and 40 minutes a day belongs to God every day. Don't let the world outshine us. He said, I want to love you. I want you to love me back. I want you to be part of this family. I want you to be a disciple. I called you for a mission. You have a ministry to win the lost. Make disciples. Win the lost for any cost. That's your ministry. You have the greatest ministry. Ministry of reconciliation. I called you to become Christ-like. So that Jesus can be seen in us. Less of me. More of Jesus. He said, I called you to pray. He didn't say if you pray. say when you pray. And Jesus went and prayed. It's a ministry. It's an eternal purpose. You have not because you ask not. Connect with the prayer. And the seventh thing, I called you to be generous, to be a giver. You have love to give. People come to the services, and we've got a big, if all the, the, the services people must come to one service, we don't fit in a building. Listen, people, but I had people, they say, you know why we come to your service? For the hug we get there at the door. That's the only reason. You cannot preach. Somebody told me, you cannot preach. I said, oh, I know it. I come for the hug. I have nobody that hugs me or loves me. But that hug there gives me courage to go on. Wow. You have the word to sow. Encourage somebody. You are awesome. You're phenomenal. You are an overcomer. You are a champion, even if they feel defeated. And you have to contribute. So where you want to go in life. So where you want to go in life. Last night I visited with congregation members. And, uh, and I remember suddenly the story when this building flood. And we need new carpets. And at that time, this family was retrenched, big position. I said, no, you cannot. No, we want to do it. And they did it. And how supernaturally 
God came through. They need a car. and Not any car. Top of the range. <laughs> BMW. Looks like a Boeing cockpit when you sit in the thing. A Hindu man. God used him to bless them. Because they blessed God. And God used any avenue. So that you can be blessed. This is the seven eternal purposes God wants you to function in. That brings divine order. That's why we operate as a family. And this morning, while we're here, musicians, you can come. And uh, it's the system of God that drives God's vision. Do it God's style, Jesus' style. And the Jesus' style was God's plan by seeking first. May God first. It's a daily choice, daily, daily. There's a lot of distractions in this world, tries to distract you, heartaches, pain, whatever the situation may be. But say, God, I decide, God first, God first. And when God is first in everything, then it's easy to follow then distance to come to a service is not difficult. Getting up on a Sunday morning is not diff difficult. Coming on a Sunday night is not difficult. Because God is first. I do it as unto the Lord and not unto mere men. And when I have that attitude, you will conquer. Why? Because Jesus said you. He didn't say the preachers. He didn't say the prophets. He didn't say the apostles. He said, you will raise the dead. Say, I'm going to raise the dead. He said, you will lay your hands on the sick and God will heal them. Say, God's going to heal the sick through me. He said, you will cast out devils. Come on, somebody. You're going to do it. You will speak in new tongues. The works that Jesus did, he said, you will do them also. And you will greater works. And if you're that person this morning again, I don't care how many times you did it, but it's a daily to say, Jesus, I'm going to follow your style by putting God first. I bring myself as the first unto you. The first is for your purpose, and I'm here this morning for your purpose. There's six other days that I can do a lot of things. We don't have a time problem. We have a priority problem. What I prioritize as important. People say, I don't have time. That's Penny Poloni. Since the creation, there's 24 hours. It's how I prioritize what's important, what's urgent, what's not so important. And when God is first, you're high on my list, Lord. you first. You first. I preached the greatest messages in my life when physically I felt I couldn't do it. I preached four times a day. Sometimes that service is at 11 p.m., the last service at night. It finished 1.30 a.m. on a Monday morning because God is first. Nothing is impossible. If you're that person this morning again to say, God, you first. Will you stand with me, please? Will you stand with me? Don't worry. It's something to 11. We're still early. 
This is the quickest service you've been. Say, my Lord. Some of you who are standing here, you have cycles that needs to be broken. Cycle of pain. I know pain. You know, physical, when you have pain, it's different. But when you have emotional pain, the scars, some of us try to numb that pain. God wants to break that cycle. I remember we faced a challenge years ago. We need 80,000 rand. Years, years, years. We only did two services. Now we do 11. And the Lord said, break the cycle by taking your airplane money that day and take it as a weapon against supernatural how God provided because I follow the instruction maybe you go through the January syndrome every January the fear the anxiety maybe you carry something that you try to numb that hinders you to put God first this is your morning there's powerful pastors here and leaders that can pray with you. And you say this morning, Gustav, I, I stand up because God first. But I just need somebody to agree this morning with me to break this thing that was spoken over me of never going to be significant, successful. Never going to make it in life. I have soul ties that needs to be broken with situations and past events that tries to hinder me. You came through something. You know, in the past few years, my sister died. She was severely raped in October. She died in the next year, August. Then the children's mother, the queen, died on May the 2nd. Then my father was murdered on October the 1st, the same year. We buried three of our pastors out of this ministry. The pain, the disappointments. My mother was murdered in 2012, 10 to 3, on a Sunday afternoon. The pain. God wants to set you free from this pain. The pain of disappointment. The pain of not hope. The pain of discouragement needs to break this morning. I came with this message in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you're that person that say this morning, I need to break the cycle of worry and of not having finances and not sure about the future, it's you that can come out to say, I need that personal touch. Walk out right now. All of us stood because we made a quality decision this morning. God first. God first. God first. God first. Just walk out. Whatever you may need, you just reach out. Your prodigals are coming home. Breakthrough is coming. The healing. The captives will be set free. The sick will be healed. Enough is enough this morning. You're going to take back your stuff. 
enough. There's a healing for her body right now. Look at me, beautiful. Let's get the camera here. Show. Look at me. There's a healing for your body right now. I speak over your body. I speak over every organ. I speak that weakness. That weakness will come in strength right now. You will start running and you will start having a breakthrough like you've never seen. Right now, in the name of Jesus. And I, yes, Sheba and I, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power and your strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. All of us, my brother there, that sometimes does the open air, come and help us pray. Come, take liberty. Come and help us pray. Come and help us pray. Our brother there at the back, come and help us pray. Pastors, help pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. Just lay your hands on the people. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Help us pray. This is your morning for your breakthrough. Somebody can just take a picture because I want to let people know every service we have the altars open for your breakthrough. Father, we thank you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are standing. Will everybody in the audience and watching via the broadcast this morning say with me, say, Jesus, I'm following your style this morning. God first. Every other thing second and third and fourth. But God's going to be first in honor, in position, in my time, in my finances, in my decisions. God first. I'm going to make my decisions with God. I'm not going to make carnal, fleshly decisions based on what I feel and what I think or on my carnality. I based it on the Word. God first this morning. Say, Jesus, here am I. Use me. Use me for your glory. Use me, Lord, so that I can be the vessel of honor right now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Maybe you need to make a quality decision about Jesus. What it means is you've never prayed the sinner's prayer. This is your morning to give your life and heart to Christ. In Jesus' name. And I want to encourage you to bring somebody with. Bring the prodigals. Bring the children. Bring the family. You, your life is going to be transformed. God told me that the move of God flow through this morning services like we're going to see never before. And I saw it last Sunday. I saw it this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's help this precious woman up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's help her up. Look at me, beautiful. Let's get up, pretty. Let's get up. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak water retention to leave this body. I say kidneys in the mighty name of Jesus. Give me your hand, my liefie. Come loop saam with me. Father, ek dankie recht nou in die machtige naam van Jesus. Ek dankie nou vir haar deurbraak. Ek dankie nou vir haar deurbraak. Ek dankie nou vir haar deurbraak. In die naam van Jesus. Ek dankie, hierdie syklus is gebreek oor haar. Dis gebreek oor jou, my liefie. Dis gebreek oor jou. Dis gebreek oor jou. Dis gebreek oor jou vanmorgen. 
Dus gepreek oor jou. 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 Dus gepreek oor jou nou in Jesus naam. Dus gepreek. Dus gepreek. It's broken. The chains are broken. This is a miracle. Come on people. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give a shout of victory. Let's give a shout of victory. This is a miracle. The yoke destroying, burden removing. My word, power of God in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Say God first. Say God you are first. Not my comfort. Not my idea. Not what's easy for me. We say God first. Hallelujah. Pastor Ulrich, come bid for us. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you that we know that today we can say that we don't just seek you, O God, but that we will put you first in every area of our lives, Lord. We know that through the Bible, fasting, prayer, and giving, there's a threefold cord, O God, that you've given us straight through the Bible from Noah, Moses, Abram. Everyone fasted and they prayed and they gave themselves to get a breakthrough in God. And even as we go to Matthew 6, oh God, we say that when we pray, not if we pray, when we give, not if we give. And moreover, when we fast, not if we fast, oh God. Today we make a decision that even in this month, oh God, up till the 31st, we will give, we will pray, we will fast, oh God, and we will see a threefold cord that cannot be broken, oh God. And even as we do it more, that threefold cord would get stronger, oh God. Thank you that you empower us today, oh God, that you anoint us today, oh God, and that you fill us today, strengthen us, oh God, so that we can seek, oh God, seek you, and that we know that it says that when we seek, you first, oh God, that's the antidote to all the worries and the pain and the hurt and the heartache is to seek you first, oh God. The antidote to all the issues of life is to seek you. We make a decision today, oh God, that we would seek you first in everything that we do in the name of Jesus. Even in this time, in this week, oh God, give us an opportunity to win someone for the Lord to disciple someone for the Lord, to, to, to lay hands on someone and to see the miracle working power of God in the name of Jesus. Amen.